Welcome to the Church Basement Podcast. Today's topic is Veggie Tales. Grab a cup of coffee or tea, strap on your running shoes, or pick up your knitting needles or crochet hook and join us. Let us introduce ourselves. I am Pastor Amanda Zensalo, and I serve as the pastor at Central Lutheran Church in Northeast Portland, Oregon. And I'm Dawn Miller, a member here at Central and the producer of the podcast. Okay, so I thought we'd done Veggie Tales in the past, <laughs> but we haven't. And it's come up somewhat recently in a Twitter thread from people who didn't realize that it was actually Christian because a lot of the stories are Old Testament. And they were like, this got shown in my Jewish academy all the time. <laughs> Or there were people who just knew the songs. Totally. So give me some backstory here. What are the Veggie Tales and how did you come across them? Well, I should also say that part of the reason why this is today's topic is because we're looking for a little levity. We are. The world is hard right now and talking about animated cucumbers is fun. So that's what we're doing today. Veggie Tales is a fantastic, silly... TV show skit half hour animation mm-hmm. that was created to help teach biblical literacy. They're going to be stories that you had heard one way or another, typically, right? They're going to be your Jonah and the whale kind of thing. Exactly. Pretty typically, these are going to be narrative stories that are easy to tell a story about and to get a particular lesson from. Sure. Like the one I remember is Lyle the Kindly Viking, Uh which was basically on sharing. There you go. And what is amazing about VeggieTales is that the first one actually came out, the original release date was December 21st of 1993. Oh, wow. Yeah. So the original, which is Where's God When I'm Scared. Okay. And it's Junior, the asparagus, being afraid, and the silly song of God is bigger than the boogeyman is the song that comes out of that one. Mm-hmm. It's a an amazing feat of technology for the time because that's early computer animation. Yeah, it is. And so if you want to learn more about the nerdy side of why VeggieTales started in 93, like what was going on in the early 90s? both in animation and in entertainment and in the Christian movement and those kinds of pieces, you could actually pick up Phil Vischer's book, Me, Myself, and Bob, which is an autobiography Mm -hmm. about this time period. And a lot of it is actually the nerdiness of the animation and getting it to come into reality. So the reason why they end up with a circle... And an oval. Mm -hmm. That's a tomato and a cucumber for those paying attention. Uh Uh-huh. Is that those were easy shapes to animate. Oh, that makes perfect sense. In early 3D animation. And so you get these vegetables that then begin teaching stories and telling stories. But the hope that Phil Vischer talks about in this is that he wanted to create an alternative to... The kinds of animation and television shows out there that were popular, but weren't teaching values Mm -hmm. and were entertaining, but didn't help build up either a child's mind or a concept or an idea. He really wanted his faith and the morals and the ethics and the values of his faith 
to create an opportunity for good, good, beautiful entertainment for families and children. And that was his dream. So in the 90s and the early 2000s, VeggieTales skyrocketed. They Mm -hmm. had a decade where they just flew. And I learned about them because that's the decade where I was in seminary. Oh, that makes perfect sense. Right. I went to seminary in the year 2000. It was right as VeggieTales was really on the rise. I was ordained in 2005. And their big theatrical movie came out in 2002, which was the year of my internship. And so when Jonah VeggieTales movie came out, we did like a great big event for the church on my internship year and told the story. And I have popsicle stick puppets of the characters (laughs) in my office to this day. Nice. Right. Oh my gosh, they're 20-year-old popsicle puppets. Yeah, they are. Wow. Now I feel old. (laughs) (laughs) But it it was accessible. And I think that was one of the things that I liked about it. When I have used VeggieTales in my ministry... What I appreciate about Phil Vischer, who's the creator, Mm -hmm. what I appreciate about his theology and his work, and he goes on to do other work after VeggieTales, is that it is accessible and that his theology, while its base is different than mine, he's not Lutheran, his academic standing is fantastic. Like the way in which he approaches the scripture to tell the story, he narrows it down, he finds the nugget, he gets down to the heartbeat of a story and a truth Mm -hmm. and tells it in an incredible narrative way and writes really catchy songs. Yes, absolutely. Right? (laughs) It's great entertainment and super memorable. Yeah. I'm coming at this as a parent who had a kid in the early 2000s. Mm-hmm. And when you're looking for something to branch out from your Teletubbies and Bob the Builders, mm-hmm. this was a delight because the music was that much better. The stories always had a good, you know, message yep. to them. And it was a nice change. That's for sure. Yeah. And at the time in this thing called a mall, <laughs> <laughs> there were Christian bookstores there used to be, yes. And they would put Veggie Tales on constant play cycles on the mm-hmm. VHS tapes that were, you know, in the VCRs that were attached to the screens in the store. So it was something that was appealing. It was something that you could find. And they were fun. Yeah, like, they weren't they, saccharine and, and hard to swallow from either standpoint, the adult or the kid. No, they were silly and goofy, and the music really is a huge piece of it, right? Mm -hmm. If you find someone who was exposed to either the silly songs, and plenty of people were exposed to the silly songs not in the Christian circles. Mm -hmm. Well, we actually had the DVD that was just the top 10 silly songs. Totally. And I think my sister did too. And I think she knew of them before I did. Oh, wow. Again, as a parent, Mm -hmm. right? So the Where Is My Hairbrush? Yes. And Barbara Manatee. And Barbara Manatee, right? These silly songs get caught in your head and are just fun. They are fun for families and they are fun for being silly. And what an enormous gift that can be. 
Now, who would you say these are geared towards? Real little kids, anybody, families in general? I've used them to teach even up to middle and high school. Yeah. You know, on those days in school as a middle high schooler where you're like, yep, the kids have no brain left. We're going to feed them pizza and show them a movie. Mm -hmm. I have brought out King George and the Ducky Mm -hmm. as a way to teach the David and Bathsheba story with older middle school, early high school students because they think they're getting away with something because they're watching a cartoon. Oh, absolutely. And meanwhile, they're learning a really intense story. And I typically will pause it at various and sundry places and say, okay, so what if the ducky were someone else's spouse? Mm-hmm. And then pause. Yes, the king really did send the spouse of this person off to the Great Pie War Front in order to be killed, right? And just translating where VeggieTales will sensitize it for younger audiences, mm-hmm. translating it back to the actual scripture. But the older kids can handle some of that. But I'm not, with middle and older and middle and high school students, I may not be digging into, this is actually, you know, the questions around David and Bathsheba of unconsensual situations and those dynamics. That's for an adult scripture study. Uh-huh. But they can learn the basic story so that then when they get older, they can have that adult. They at least are familiar enough with it. But a little one could watch this and have no understanding that this is David and Bathsheba. Mm -hmm. It could just be someone wanting a rubber ducky. And it's totally fine. Did you ever see one where you're like, wow, I can't believe they went there? Or they really really. did keep it on a level. Straight on? Yeah. I think... Because let's be honest, some of these Old Testament stories like David and Bathsheba... Mm -hmm. There's a lot in there to unpack. There's a ton in there. There's a ton. And I think that one might be one of my very favorites because it doesn't completely shy away from it. Mm -hmm. And it brings in the scene with the telling of the story and making David understand the depth of what he has done wrong with, you know, the prophet who comes and retells the story. So it stays close enough to the scripture that you can see some of the complexity of that story while not overburdening a young audience. And I admire that. I admire that incredible thin line Mm -hmm. being walked. I think Rakshak and Benny, which is Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, Mm -hmm. I think in some ways Rakshak and Benny kind of also toes that line because we're talking about, like, in some ways, human sacrifice. We're talking about these people were set to be killed. Mm -hmm. But you really get a sense of kind of some of the silliness of that narrative where every single time you have to, you repeat the line of the harp and the lyre and the whatever, it like repeats Mm -hmm. itself a lot in the scripture. So you have some of that while also having the very real situation of what do you stay true to? Do you stay true to your faith or do you stay true to practices in your local government that may or may not bring you closer to what you believe to be truth? Yeah. It's big stuff. Have you come across somebody who's like a little sniffy about the fact that they're vegetables? It's just not taking it seriously enough? I think maybe some of like the cool kids didn't want it to be cool. But I haven't come across an adult who really got too upset about it. I will say that after 2002, after the Jonah film, and I know this from reading the book that I mentioned, Me, Myself, and Bob, the studio went bankrupt doing Jonah. Mm Mm-hmm. And Phil Vischer and Mike Naraki lost 
the company. And so you'll see a big shift in change after that time when they got purchased by another company. And so Big Idea was the name of the company that Phil and Mike started and created the original series with mm-hmm. some really great things. Madame Blueberry is fantastic. Esther is beautiful. Just really fantastic, wonderful presentations of scripture stories. Mm-hmm. But after they went bankrupt and they were purchased by another company, they started doing things like Lord of the Beans, mm-hmm. which is taking the story of the Lord of the Rings and reworking it. And it lost some of the holding true to the scripture while highlighting a lesson. And that's when I stopped utilizing and watching the newer stuff. And that happens to be when Phil left the company. Hmm. Are they still making them? Do you know? It seems like it. It seems like there's still stuff going on with the company or with the characters, but the others are not involved. The original makers are not involved with it as much. And so what I did is I actually followed Phil Okay. And his next creation. So in the book, he writes about it as there comes a point in time where you have to fall off your bike and you skin your knee and you just roll around on the ground for a while because mm-hmm. it hurts before you get back up. And so he did that. And he had the experience of this meteoric rise and this incredibly hard fall when he had to fire everybody the day after Jonah was released. Oh, that's hard. Right. And lost the company and lost the properties and all of that kind of thing. So his next big piece was called Jelly Labs. Okay. And he based it on jellyfish who don't propel themselves, but have to go where the current pulls them. Okay. And listening to that still small voice of God to pull and carry him rather than following his own agenda, rather than saying, I want to be the next Disney. Mm -hmm. And so that humbling was hard, but he created this really wonderful next series called What's in the Bible. And it's with puppets and music and all kinds of fabulous characters and really wonderful. And it's a series of DVDs that go through every single book in the Bible. Oh, wow. That's ambitious. It's huge. And I think I might have five of the DVDs. I don't own all of them, but they're fantastic. And again, it's this wonderful way that adults can learn something out of it, that kids are highly engaged, and the music is really fun. So... He covers in one of the first videos, he covers what is the canon. We did an Mm -hmm. entire episode on what is the canon. And of course, he takes it like, not like a pirate's canon. And so like Pirate Pete shows up with his canon. And then the Sunday school teacher is like, no, not that kind of canon. It's a canon with one N. Mm -hmm. And just silly enough to be memorable and to be sticky in the way that good learning can be. Uh, it sounds like Animaniacs, which had to have come out, I think, a little before then. But little you had characters then. like Misinformation, mm-hmm. which right? was delightful. Totally. Okay, so if somebody was going to go looking for these, which of the series would you recommend then? Early Veggie Tales and any of the Jelly Labs? I would say Early Veggie Tales for sure. 
Where's God When I'm So Scared? The first one is beautiful. It's a very sweet little story. Like I said, Madame Blueberry is fantastic. And I enjoy King George and the Ducky quite a bit. Do you have a favorite? The one that I remember my kid watching the most was Lyle the Kindling Viking. Yeah. So I do have a soft spot for Lyle. And I definitely have a soft spot for the top 10 silly songs because yep. those are amazing. Yeah, the silly songs really are fantastic. If you just want to laugh, just look up some of the silly songs because they are so much fun. I also really like the Ballad of Little Joe. Mm. And that's the story of Joseph and the multicolored coat. Mm, okay. So the Ballad of Little Joe is another one I've used to teach that story. It's well done. Excellent. Okay, that's going to lead me to my last question. Which of the songs is your favorite? Oh, what a great question. The one that popped into mind is, you are my cheeseburger, my lovely cheeseburger. I'll wait for you, oh yeah, I'll wait for you, oh yeah. (laughs) That is a good one. I'm not going to lie. And it's been a while since I remember listening to all of these because my kids kind of <laughs> aged out after the first set. Yeah. But there is something about a oh, where is my hairbrush. Yep. When Bob says to, to Larry, I gave it to the peach because the peach has got hair. <laughs> <laughs> it just gets me every time. Yep. So is it then the songs over the messages or do you like the stories over the songs? Oh, I mean, they have very different purposes. Yeah, they do. Right? They have very different purposes. And I think, like, Madame Blueberry was one of the first ones that the story goes on either side of the silly song. Sure. And... Yeah, the silly song was kind of a break in the middle, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. It was the silly moment in the middle that gave you the chance to begin to take the information that you just learned and begin to synthesize it a little bit. hmm So... They were so fun. Excellent. Well, thank you, Pastor Amanda, for taking the time to help us learn a little more about VeggieTales. I look forward to sitting down with you another week on another topic. As do I. And if you are in the local area and want to borrow some VeggieTales, let me know. I've got the DVDs in my office. I have Ooh, some of them there. And hit up your local library because they will often have them. Ooh, nice. Mm-hmm. All of that is good information to have. And if you have a favorite silly song or a favorite episode and you want to share it with us, send it in to us at podcast at centralportland.org or pop it on our Facebook. We would love to laugh along with you. In the meantime, remember, God loves you no matter what.